guys, welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is your very vivacious John. Uh, I tried to call him earlier, and he was sleeping. Well, you know, me and my horcapades. Horcapades? <laughs> yeah, just delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it in there. <laughs> oh, fun. So, today's episode is about ports. What is a port, you may ask? A port is a game that was originally made for a console, such as a Wii or an Xbox 60 or whatever, right? Before, an identical version is created, which can be played on a personal computer or any other console. The term has been widely used by the gaming community. So, let's say you had a video game on the Super Nintendo, right? Let's just go with, like, Super Mario. It would be a port if it would be on the Nintendo Switch. Well, technically, we can go further back than that. You know, okay. like say, okay, so you have Mario 3. Hmm, it's available to play on the Super Nintendo. So there's a port there too. Ports have existed since video games have. I mean, they try to update it on every new system. Um, It's just a good moneymaker. I call it being lazy, but that's just me. <laughs> it's lazy if they barely upgrade the graphics. Uh, if they put in a little bit of extra story, if they add new characters, new music. I mean, just making new music in general is a lot of work. Yes, especially if it was like done with like the old MIDI sound. Then yeah, I can see that then. But no, if you're just kind of like doing it nowadays, where it's like, here we have this song here, and we're gonna change the tempo, quick. Hit the salsa button. There we go. Re-record. <laughs> Done. Five seconds. So why don't we go ahead and get into Game On. Game On. There are a lot of ports happening. A lot of the ports are for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, no, no doubt. Uh, like, off the top of- <laughs> <laughs> like off the top of my head, The Witcher, Skyrim, Doom. There's so many games. A lot of them are... Upgraded, semi-remake, there's there's a lot, there's a lot. But, if you didn't know, Super Mario had its 35th anniversary. Oh god, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, they're releasing a lot of ports. Oh, of course they are. I remember <laughs> when they did it the first time. To begin with, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, optimized versions of 3D Mario games, which are Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, are coming to the Nintendo Switch in one package. In addition to having higher resolution than their original versions, the games have been optimized for a smooth gameplay experience on Nintendo Switch. Super Mario 3D All-Stars also includes an in-game music player mode to which the music and songs from all three games are in there. Players can also listen to music on the Nintendo Switch systems when the screen is off. Wow, so fancy. (laughs) A limited production of Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches exclusively for the Nintendo Switch family of systems on September 18th and will be available until the 31st of March, 2021. Okay, so since they're doing it like this, I guess you can only download it. You can't buy a physical copy with those wonderful cartridges that you can lick and makes you think, hmm, I shouldn't swallow this. I mean, but this is like an epitome of a port, right? I mean, they updated the graphics. Uh, I've seen the graphics. It just looks a little bit more colorful. I mean, I, I bet it takes hours. I bet it takes hours to update everything. I am, you know, I'm not dogging the creators and the mods or whatever, but 
I mean, really? It's going to be like $60. <laughs> Every game is $60 now. Look at Doom. Actually, no, look at Pokemon. It's the exact okay, but, same but game every every video time. Games, video games back in the day were 50 and $60 too, and our money was worth more money back then. So I don't want to hear that. I don't, I hate people complaining and no, because I, I remember I bought a system for 70 bucks back in the day and it was um, a Super Nintendo Mini. And it was like on sale. It's been out forever, right? Uh, but 70 bucks back in like 1990, that's like a hundred high hundreds, almost the two hundreds. I mean, inflation. Yeah, but also you kind of you're thinking with that, like it kind of leads us into the original Super Mario All Stars. Oh yes, with the classic Super Nintendo game that includes upgraded versions of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Level, Super Mario Brothers Two US One, and Super Mario Brothers Three. And some of them did have on the second run of that Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, with enhanced 16-bit graphics, showing the catalog of the games available with the Nintendo Switch Online. But here's the thing, though. I bought that cartridge <laughs> for the Super <laughs> that Nintendo. That cartridge came with my Super Nintendo Mini. This is the third version now, because we had Super Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo, right? It had all the games. Yep. And then it was updated for the Wii. Oh. And now it's been updated for the Switch. Okay, so more shading and more smiling faces on all the clouds and the hills. Got it. Honestly, honestly, if you look at, like, the Wii version of it and, like, the visuals of the Switch, it's exactly the same. Like, the color's a little bit different, but it's exactly the same. I know, like I said, this is, and yet it's stuck in the same ploy as I got stuck with with every Pokemon game. <laughs> Same game. You play just different oh characters gosh. and different and different skins. That was it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna look into buying it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just easier. I mean, the Switch can hook up to your TV. I have all the hookups and everything like that to hook up my Nintendo to the TV. But then it just takes extra time, and I'm kind of like, I could just spend some money so it doesn't take time. I could just be lazy and just buy some ports. Well, you don't have the adapter where you can just drop your Switch in? Yes, I do. Oh. But I'm talking about my Nintendo. Oh, no, see, that's the fun part. You have to have that old tiny brick in your hand that you couldn't really hold because it was, that was the ergonomics of back then. Like, Here's the controller. <laughs> uh, it's a square. Enjoy. <laughs> Our next one, Collection of Mana. I personally have this one. It's amazing. The long-awaited Trials of Mana is now available outside of Japan. Ooh. Play all three games in this original Mana series. Quintessential JRPG series Collection of Mana is now on Nintendo Switch. Fall in love with the Mana series all over again, including the first ever release of the action-packed third game in the trilogy, Trials of Mana, Final Fantasy Adventure, Mystic Quest, and and Secret of Mana are playable in English, French, and German. Multiplayer is available for Secret of Mana. It's one to three players. In Trials of Mana, you can have one to two players. Okay. You know, something like this I, I can actually like. I do have it. Yeah. Because I have Secret of Mana. But with the other ones, I only had to play that one where I had to play it on my Retron and import the game file so it actually has a translation. And sometimes those translations, they're not um, the best. <laughs> at all at least now it's a we actually had someone go through it like, okay this doesn't make sense translatable here we go we'll just have it like this now if i had a switch i would get this but i still want to get 
it within a cartridge form. Okay. Just so I can lick it. So th- this is on a cartridge. I do have the cartridge form. Oh, have you have you uh, licked so yes, the cartridge they- yet? No, because I'm not. I'm not that person. Okay, uh, I have no need to lick a cartridge. I am fine putting the cartridge in the place it belongs and playing the game. Well, that's how you prove it's yours. You licked it. It's yours. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> no one's coming to my house and touching my games to begin with. So <laughs> no one needs to know it's mine because it stays hidden. But no, it's great. Final Fantasy Adventure, a uh, super fun game, actually. I never played it. I'm super into Final Fantasy. Um, a- again, a lot of them, there's difference in Japan Final Fantasy games and then the American Final Fantasy games. So even though I played most of them, I haven't played all of them. And then again, Trials of Mana. It's an amazing game finally available in the u.s oh it's gonna be fun very fun perfect next one though as you know i love legend of zelda yeah i mean what kind of fan i mean what kind of og fan doesn't like zelda you'd be surprised to keep getting the characters wrong <laughs> new amazon listing for the upcoming Nintendo switch game has us thinking of the heavens which is fitting Given the game is none other than The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. The 2011 installment in the beloved Nintendo franchise launched originally on the Nintendo Wii with the release on the Wii U eShop in 2016. It was the last mainline Zelda game before Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch, and it is a well-due port for the expanded audience of Nintendo's best-selling hybrid console. While there's been no official announcement of the port from Nintendo, and the listing itself has now been pulled from Amazon, the listing was clearly for Nintendo Switch and carried a slightly eyebrow-raising price of $69.99, while specifically that the title has not yet been released. It might have been someone trying to sell something that's not real. You remember forever Final Fantasy VII, the remake, was on sale on Amazon and people bought it, but then it was just waiting and waiting and waiting. It could be something like that. I mean, this is interesting. No, it's kind of what's really I'm still trying to figure out is if it's coming for the Switch, how are they going to do the controls since it was for like the Wii and the Wii U where you had to use that little Wiimote and swing that thing all around? <laughs> well, um, you know that the Wii, you could buy a controller adapter for it, right? Yes, but... So, uh, it's it's possible. It's not impossible. Um, it will be different. I'm, I'm interested. I, the Nintendo made... You remember The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening? Uh, yeah. I don't think that's typically... I wouldn't call it a port. I would call it a remake. Um, just because they did change so much of the game visually, musically. Um, it was a real updo. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they're doing with this. Are they going to start doing that with all the games? Yeah, it's just interesting. Cause I remember when they were like, for instance, like twilight princess that was out for the GameCube, And then they ported it to the Wii and added in the, the Wii motion controls. So it's just kind of interesting. If you're, they ported it to there to use the, the will dongles and then they're porting it back to not. <laughs> I don't know. Don't think too much. Don't think too much about it. <laughs> it something is askew. <laughs> <laughs> something is not right here. <laughs> I know that we talked about Super Mario's 35th anniversary. There's some things that they released that are not video game based. So let's go into Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut Up and Take My Money. There's a couple things on here, okay? Uh, they're all Super Mario. <laughs> of course. 
Yes, I love Mario. For anyone who doesn't know this, I don't. I don't know how. Uh, Monopoly Super Mario Celebration is their new Monopoly set that's coming out, and it's from Hasbro. It's going to be available in October for twenty nine ninety nine. Now I have Super Mario Gamer Edition Monopoly. I love it. I have the deluxe one. When I saw this one, I was like, "This is going to be their third Mario set that's coming out." The difference between this one is that they have like a question block and then it makes sounds. I don't really know what it's supposed to do. It looks like a typical Monopoly set. Uh, it has different images that go across. It looks like it progresses throughout the Mario life, like the, you know, the OG Mario. And then, you know, it gets a little bit older. And then you have just the game progresses with the images when you walk around the boardwalk. Okay. You know, it would be interesting because this also reminds me of whenever they did The Legend of Zelda Monopoly. I am very curious. I am very curious. Another one that is more outlandish and different is the Jenga Super Mario. And that's from Hasbro as well. Uh, that is out right now for $19.99 on Amazon. It looks amazing. I love Jenga. But this is... It's insane looking. Like, yes. I don't even... <laughs> like, there's a huge Bowser. You have these Jenga blocks. They look like plastic blocks with holes in them. Uh, or pegs. And you set Bowser on top, and it's a 3D brick. And what you do is you stack the Jenga blocks that you take off and you stack it on top of Bowser. You also have character pieces that you move in the peg holes. And I guess whoever gets to the top wins. There's also coins, and they also have a spinner. Uh, so you take turns, stuff like that, earn coins. So it's definitely not your mom and dad's Jenga. This reminds me, uh, it looks like a remake of when they tried doing it with Donkey Kong. That's what it reminds me of. I haven't seen that one, nor played it. Yeah, it, it pretty much was like regular Jenga, but it had the the ladders and all that printed on the brick and the blocks themselves with Donkey Kong at the top. Interesting. But this one does have more integral parts uh, because it has the characters that move up and down. They have the spinner, coins. So obviously there's more parts of this game than just removing and adding blocks. Yeah, because I'm looking at the spinner right now and there's a couple of things on here. It's like you got it in different colors, red, yellow, blue, and green. And depending on which one you land on, you have to climb two, climb that character two things and then stack two blocks and empty two. You have to pull two blocks out. So it's actually a different, uh, little strategy you got to do instead of just one, one block for every turn. So you got to take two out or one out or three blocks out and move them across. So this is going to be a whole new dynamic for Jenga and it'll still end the same way. Someone's going to get mad and smack the br the thing across their room. <laughs> Probably. My, the next one that's coming out is It's a Me Mario action figure from Jack Specific. Uh, Jack Specific makes a bunch of Mario figures. They do really well. This thing is adorable. Uh, it's $50, though. Uh, so that's kind of a lot of money. So you can get it at Target, GameStop, places like that. They're in-store right now. I mean, this thing is so adorable. There are five positions where you move Mario. And each of the positions you move him, he makes a unique sound. You got triggers on the hand, the hat, the feet. Overall, there's 30 different sayings and sounds and everything. It's totes adorable. It's plastic and cloth. Even if you don't play with it. You can, it's definitely like a great collector centerpiece. I think I'm going to have to pick it up and put it up in my Mario case. <laughs> the new Barbie. 
I know. <laughs> uh, another thing, okay, the Puma RS Dreamer Super Mario 64 basketball shoes. It's a collaboration uh, collection will launch September the 4th. Uh, the shoes will be available exclusively at Foot Locker, Champ Sports, and Puma stores and Puma.com. Okay. Wow, those things are expensive. <laughs> it looks like they're going to be around 190 maybe $200. Somehow they're like already on eBay for 400 I don't know how that's happening. But again, that's eBay for you. I mean, these look like some... It's just what a time to be alive in, right? Like you, they have all this stuff that you can buy. They have other things that they're selling. I'm excited. I'm excited to buy all this crap. <laughs> I can tell because I'm looking at this thing right now on Puma's site, website right now. It's like, I love the colors. And on the back, you have the Invincible Star. And then the inside itself, you got images on the insole. Different Mario as well. But still, not $125 I would spend on this shoe. <laughs> you, me neither. <laughs> it's a cute shoe. Like, I love Mario. I am, like, his number one fan. I would not buy those shoes. No, I I love Nintendo and Vans collaboration though. Those were some awesome shoes. This reminds me of back in my day whenever the original Transformers was really popular. Oh yeah, I had shoes that were Transformers shoes where it had the image of Optimus Prime on the sole of the shoe. Yeah, they didn't last long. So if 2020 couldn't get weird enough, we have some very interesting news. So why don't we just go ahead and get into Nani? Carol Baskin is on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, this is so 2020 right here. (laughs) Carol Baskin, that bitch! (laughs) No one's going to be able to financially recover from this one. (laughs) (laughs) This is, honestly, it's amazing. I love, I love our culture. (laughs) You can become internet famous overnight and then somehow end up on TV. I mean, it's insane. So Dancing with the Stars has revealed their full lineup for 2020, featuring contestants such as Carol Baskin of the Tiger King, rapper Nelly, One Day at a Time star Justina Mercado, Backstreet Boys member AJ McLean, Netflix Cheer head coach Monica Aldama, Bachelorette star Caitlin Bristow, Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir, Super Bowl champion Vernon Davis, Disney Channel star Sky Jackson, Catfish host Neve Shulman, <laughs> NBA player Charles Oakley, actress Anne Heche, the real host Jeannie May, and Selling Sunset real estate agent Chriselle Staus. All right, so this is actually kind of an interesting list because we're gonna, I know a lot, of, a lot of people are really into Dancing with the Stars and they're cheering this thing on like the Super Bowl. But Carol Baskin's kind of odd, but I can see why they put her on there because you know probably because whoever was in her place got eaten, to, got fed to a tiger. Nelly, I haven't really seen anything out of him since he popped on CSI a few times <laughs> way back in the day. Like- it's super weird. Like, they have so many weird people on here. But AJ McLean, I can actually see him winning that just for the sheer fact of I actually got to spend. T- well, he picked up the bar tap at one of the cons I was at, <laughs> and I was drinking with him for four hours. Amazing. <laughs> awesome guy. Very awesome guy. Can't really say anything else. Otherwise, lawyers will get involved. <laughs> but. Perfect 
Um, Netflix is cheer. What the heck is that? I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing it's like a cheer competition. It says head coach. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, some of these people I don't really know. A lot of these sound very familiar. I'm definitely excited about Carol Baskin, though. To see if she feeds someone to a tiger? I love the memes that I'm seeing. It's They're amazing. They, they're giving me life. I love it. Um, I bet Tiger King uh, Joe is like totally upset in jail. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these things like it's going to be a t- cross tie between AJ and McLean with all of his choreography background and then you also have the Olympic figure skater right yeah Johnny some of Weir. these are kind of given yeah. it's just like they did this for a living I mean you're in Backstreet Boys right you're Olympic skater football player or basketball or whatever uh, I mean you would think that they would already like be in shape to do this Oh, uh, no, it'd be really cool to see Hulk Hogan and George Foreman on this. I would love that. I would pay for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our next thing in Nani is Spirit Airlines starts testing biometric check-ins. Discount carrier Spirit Airlines today announced that it's introducing biometric check-ins in its ticket lobby at Chicago's O'Hare Airport to streamline the check-in process to reduce face-to-face interactions between its employees and passengers during the pandemic. I would never (laughs) trust Spirit Airlines. I would definitely think they're selling my face to the government or some other entity. I don't like them at all no one likes spirit airlines See, the only thing that worries me about spirit is getting on one of those and you as you're in the air you hear this uh this is the captain speaking please ignore that the engine fell off because the duct tape we used was bargain brand <laughs> that's what worries me about spirit airlines <laughs> I've heard horror stories about Spirit Airlines. It's a discount carrier for a reason. They do not give a shit. They're definitely selling people's faces. Oh, oh God, yes. <laughs> and some more stuff for Nani. Electronic skin reacts to pain like a human. You know, minus the screaming. Electronic skin can already react to touch, but they're not much good reacting to the jabs and burns that cause pain. That's a problem for prosthetics and robots that are supposed to have human-like responses. They may be more sensitive in the future, though RMIT University researchers have developed an artificial skin that reacts to pain much like humans do. It would provide near-instant feedback if pressure and temperatures hit levels that would make someone yelp. The rebel prototype is made of stretchable, extremely thin electronics with pressure-sensing temperature-reactive coatings and brain-like memory cells. It's subtle enough to communicate the difference between gently poking yourself with a pin versus a painful jab. The design mimics the neurons, neural pathways, and receptors that guide human senses. This project is a long way from reaching practical products, but the potential uses are clear, however. A prosthetic arm could better replicate the sensations of the real thing and keep people clear of danger. Robots could be less intimidating as they exhibit more human-like fragility. It could also be useful for non-invasive skin grafts where conventional methods aren't effective. It won't be surprising if any uses are selective, though. While pain is a helpful natural defense mechanism, there aren't many people, or bots for that matter, looking for it. This is very interesting, especially for people who have lost their limbs, either through, you know, birth defects, war, cancer, accidents. This would change the lives of so many people. Yeah, I love how they keep talking about robots. This is how you get Terminators. Yeah, no, they're 
like robots. Use it for robots. I'm like, why don't you just use it for people? <laughs> we shouldn't stop doing AI robots because that is how we're going to get Skynet. Yeah, this this would be great for people, amputees. The, the skin graph comment. Exactly. Because a lot of the times, skin graph, they don't graph well. There's still issues. You don't have enough tissue to get from your own body to do a skin graph. So this would be perfect for that. That's what we like, especially with our veterans coming back from, from war zones. Like, this would be perfect to help them get back to being themselves again. But still, don't use it on robots. <laughs> we don't need Terminators. We don't need them. Okay, guys. Well, that is our episode. Remember to subscribe and listen to us on all major podcatchers. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the major ones. We're on it, okay? Also, you can email us at podcast at gamingtrend.com. You can follow me everywhere at the Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios or if I'm game streaming, Mother Brain Gamer. We'll catch you guys next week. Music.